Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenaway continues our summer series, Disciple, and talks about life and community. Dallas talks to us about Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11, and how in godly community we should be united together, count others higher than ourselves, and do nothing from selfishness. He talks about how this is countercultural and asks how our lives would be different if we were more concerned with serving God and others rather than ourselves. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey everybody and welcome back to our Disciple Series. We are now in week three, kind of hard to believe. And remember, this is the series where we are going right along with the church in a lot of ways and using our discipleship triangle. At the top of the triangle, and you're, you're going to see an image right now, you're going to see life with Jesus. We talked for two weeks on life with Jesus, and I think Matt said it really well last week that it is impossible to cover each of these pieces of the Christian life in just two weeks. There are so many things that we could talk about, but we are boiling it down to certain things and giving two weeks apiece to Life with Jesus, which we we just uh, covered the last two weeks. So you can go back and listen to those videos or listen to those podcasts. Uh, So two weeks in Life with Jesus. Next on the triangle, we've got Life in Community, which is what we're gonna start talking about here in week three. And then finally, we're gonna close this series with two weeks about life on mission. So get ready for that. Maybe even just be thinking about and praying about in your own life, what does this look like? And I mean, here's the reason we're taking this triangle and and uh, and using it for our series. It's, it's a really easy way to illustrate what life as a Christian, life as somebody who follows Jesus looks like. For instance, if you were with a friend and they were asking you, hey, why do you, uh, why do you live the way you do? Or as a Christian, like, what does it actually mean to live like a Christian? You could take a napkin if anybody actually uses those, right? Uh, or a paper towel or whatever, and you could draw out this triangle and put life with Jesus, life in community, and life on mission, and talk a little bit about how these are all components of the Christian life. So we're going to keep moving and talk about life in community. And really, this is they're all tied together very closely, right? But, but this is obviously closely tied with life with Jesus and life uh, on mission. Because life in community, we're, we're not just talking about, hey, who are your best friends? It doesn't matter what they believe, just that's, that's your community. We're actually talking about specifically Christian community. This is a community where you guys are experiencing life with Jesus individually you're coming together and experiencing life with Jesus together. You're sharing about uh, your experiences and your relationship with Jesus together. You're encouraging one another in that. You're spurring each other on to keep diving deeper and going further. And then together in community, you guys are going after the mission, which we're going to talk about in a few weeks, that God has called us to, our purpose, our uh, our reason for living. We get to go after that together because life was not meant to be done alone. The mission wasn't either. And even life with Jesus wasn't just meant to be done alone. It's all meant to be experienced and done in community. So go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter two. That's where we're gonna be today. And we're actually gonna be talking about, we're gonna be talking about community, obviously, but maybe in a way that in us and our American culture, we don't really like to talk about our faith this way. We don't like to talk about Christianity and the call that Jesus has upon our lives and for us in community in this way. And it's, it's using a word or some, some words that maybe we're uncomfortable with. And here, I'll, I'll preface it by saying this. There's some things in our culture that we don't want to be known as, or we don't want, when somebody looks at how we do a certain thing or how we say a certain thing, we don't want to be categorized as this. One, one word that comes to mind is cringy. 
Nobody wants to be known as that cringy kid or nobody wants to say something that ends up on a YouTube video or ends up like on Instagram or TikTok and everyone in the comments is saying, dude, that was so cringy. Uh, you don't want to look cringy. You don't want to act, act cringy, like none of that. Now, on the other side, if you're not the one who did something cringy, it can oftentimes be really funny, right? But for the most part, we don't want to be known as that cringy kid. In the same way, here's what we're talking about today, none of us want to be known as a loser, right? None of us want to be somebody who experienced a lot of loss in our lives to the point that we are considered a loser, especially in our American culture where everything is about winning. Everything is about how much do you have, how much money, how big of a house, how, uh, what's, what does your car look like and how much is it worth, how are your grades, which college did you get into, what social status are you in in your school, like who's in your friend group, how cool are they because that, mean, that, that determines how cool you are. It's all about being a winner, right? To the point that most of us can't handle loss now. Now there's sports groups who everybody gets a trophy because if everybody's not a winner, then some people are gonna feel bad because they experience loss in their lives. They, they lose more games than they win and we can't have that right. But a natural part of the Christian life and I would say a call that Jesus has upon our lives is to lose. I'm not necessarily saying that he's called us all to be losers, right? But he has definitely called us to loss and maybe a more biblical term or a word you would hear more often in the church is to sacrifice. We've all been called to sacrifice and if you don't believe me, if you don't believe that loss and sacrifice ought to be a bigger part of our lives, let's just look in Philippians chapter 2 and see how loss, sacrifice impact us and ought to impact and shape the community, the gospel, Christian, Jesus focused community that we are a part of. Philippians chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 6 is where, no, sorry, verse 1 is where we're going to start. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. What, what's Paul talking about here? He's writing from jail, writing to a group of people, encouraging them to be united, right? He's saying, hey, if these things are true about God, if these things are true about Jesus, if there's, if there's love, right? If all of these things are true, then be united. Be, be united in mind, stand together, stand strong because of Christ, so he's calling for unity. He's talking about people being together and being united around Jesus and, and being united in humility. How does humility take place, right? Uh, verse four says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Um, have this mind, verse five, among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So where does humility come from? How do we get this humility that allows us to live united? It's from Jesus, like we've talked about for the last couple weeks. It's from Jesus, it's following in the ways of Jesus, being a disciple of Jesus, and starting to have the mind of Christ. 
letting the way that Jesus thinks, remember that phrase, be covered in the dust of your rabbi. May your life be covered in his dust, that your life, that your actions, that your mind would start to look more like Jesus. He's calling for unity in Christ. How do we have that? By being humble. How do we get to a place of humility? We do it by following in the ways of Jesus, letting his ways humble us. Humble us to the point of serving one another, of loving one another well, and that out of that comes this unity that Paul's talking about, right? Remember verse six says, and this is really verses six through 11 are like the crux, they're the core of this Philippians, uh, this book of Philippians, this letter to the Philippians. And if there were verses in the Bible that you should memorize, that you should have just in your mind to be ready and able to share with somebody, it would be this because these verses, this is breaking down the example of Jesus as someone who is humble, as someone who came to serve, not to be served, uh, as someone who, who loved without expectation, who gave himself without expectation of return. This is the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It's, it's the core of the gospel message broken down in just a few verses. Verse six, what does Jesus' example look like? Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Listen to how he lived his life. He emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself. There's one of our words, right? By becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus' life can be summed up in a small way by these few verses that he came, that he was God in the flesh, that he humbled himself and took on flesh. But when he was on this earth, when he had a body, he didn't ask for all the praise and, and all the money and all the power, but he humbled himself. He made himself a servant to all, to all. Think about that. He just took on flesh, he became a servant, he humbled himself even to the point we read right here, Paul says, to the point of death on the cross. His entire life up to the point of death was given to people like you and people like me. In fact, 2,000 years later, we can see through the scriptures that in fact it was given a living sacrifice for you and for me. And then here's the funny thing about how this works, right? We kind of started a little bit today talking about uh, how in some ways we are called to, to lose. The funny thing about the kingdom of God, though, is it's an upside-down kingdom. That's one of the ways we often refer to it. It's an upside-down kingdom, and that actually, even though Jesus, you could argue, lost more than anyone uh, who has ever lived, in the end, he was the ultimate winner. He is now seated at the right hand of God, ruling and reigning with him as it should be. And we are called to live a similar, similar life with in some ways a similar result, that, that if we will lose our lives, we will actually gain true life, abundant life. 
That if we lay down our lives and we serve God and we serve others, that in the end, we are heirs with Christ. We get to rule and reign in the new heavens and the new earth with him. That's, that's crazy, man. I wish that we had time to talk about all of that. But how does, this, how does this impact community? How does this impact the Christian brothers and sisters that we associate with, the people that we find are closest to us? Imagine for a moment if the people that you were in community with were living like Christ. In the example that we just read about. Imagine what would happen if you and your closest friends were people who were living out the humility of Christ, who were putting others before themselves in everything that you did, who were loving people well because they weren't so concerned about them always being right or about, about them always winning, but, but you and your friends were, were concerned about others and in some ways others winning even before you do. Imagine what would happen. Maybe the big takeaway for me this week as I've been studying this passage and praying through, God, what do you want to speak to us? Is that in Christ, if you are a son or a daughter of God, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, that you and I can lose so that others can win. That we can humble ourselves, that we can can serve others that life truly is not all about winning. But again, here's the interesting upside down piece of that is that when you and I lose for the sake of Jesus, we actually win. And that's where true life is found. And part of that is we will win in our relationships with other people. I mean, who doesn't want to be around the person who's always loving, somebody, loving others well, caring well for them, the, the person who truly is humble and doesn't just talk about how humble they are, but actually lives like that? I mean, I think Jesus would have been the best friend ever. And he wants to make us more and more, step by step, moment by moment in this journey, like him. So how would living in community and living like Jesus, how would that change things? What kind of unity would we have? There's no, no better time than right now for us to be united as Christians in, in healthy gospel community with all the things that are going on in our world. And how does that happen? It happens by following in the footsteps of Jesus and, and letting his mind shape us, mold us, transform us. How might that change things for you? How might that change things for your family? How might that change things for us as a church? Consider this week and consider how you might change your prayers. God, make me more like Jesus in these ways that we read about in Philippians. God, help me to live that out in community and the people that you put me with, those of us who are striving after this thing together. I think it would change a lot. Let me pray for us. God, thank you, as always, for the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In him, we can live like this. In him, our minds can be transformed to think and act and live like him. In Jesus, we can be united in community. 
We know that there's going to be struggles along the way. We know that it's not just instantly going to be perfect, but would you help us in some small way this week to move towards community that is united because it's a group of people who are humble, who are humble, who are serving each other because we realize, we recognize that we have been served first. And we're just following in the footsteps of the ultimate servant, the ultimate humble one, and his name is Jesus. We love you, Lord. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.